time for an epic lawsuit throwdown and more coming up on today's episode of the latest in tech news. Hey, Gadgeteer, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is the latest in tech news. My name is Taylor Merrick, and if you're new here, hit that follow and subscribe button so that you don't miss out on the latest. Uh, By the way, if you want to watch the live show and get access to everything before the podcast or the YouTube episode comes out, head on over to twitch.tv slash tech news gadget at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time weekdays, and you get the uh, benefit of being able to watch the show live. Uh, and and me, I don't know, being entertaining, I guess. Um, who are you kidding? I'm entertaining all the time. I'm awesome. So <laughs> otherwise, just feel free to tune into the podcast episode and the YouTube video afterwards. Uh, as always, show notes for everything is kept at technewsgadget.net, but the feature article we'll be getting into today is, well, as per the title, there's time for an epic lawsuit throwdown. Why is that? Well, mainly because Apple and Google have removed Fortnite from their app stores, and uh, a lot of rumblings going on underneath and a lot of disgruntled gamers to go along with it, so I wanted to make sure we covered that uh, for today. We'll also be taking a look at, uh, well, Instagram kept deleted photos and messages on its servers for more than a year, um, kind of breaking GDPR. What's the point of that anyways? Stupid GDPR. It's a piece of garbage. Anyways, I'm not talking politics. I am simply sedating it is a little bit ridiculous. Doable, but dumb and doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But Instagram, what are you doing? I'm just kidding. I so we'll be covering that, um, <laughs> just because. Uh, we'll also be taking a look at Intel Tiger Lake chips mean faster PCs with longer battery life. So we got some exciting news about that. We also have, uh, well, the Marvel's Avengers team addressing enemy repetitiveness in beta. The beta has opened up to more players, and it seems to be a common complaint is enemy repetitiveness. So we'll be getting into that. Um... And I'm also kind of interested in the game myself, so obviously I'm keeping up to date with the game. Also, we'll be taking a look at Call of Duty 2020. Um, they have a teaser site, updates with Cold War references, and more. And so we'll be, I don't know, Call of Duty 2020. It's, it's kind of a, it's a very interesting way that they're kind of teasing all of this with the website and stuff going on in Warzone multiplayer. We'll be getting to that article um, near the end of the show. And finally, we'll be taking a look at, well, a new video game coming out called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, rumors abound that we may be hearing about the next Arkham Batman game as well from Rocksteady. But, uh, That'll be at the end of the show, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. With that being said, let's head on over to today's feature article. All right, feature article galore. Um, Throwdown it is. Throwdown indeed. Uh, Epic Games is not happy. Apple and Google are throwing fits, and you, the 
player have to suffer? Um, from CNBC, Apple and Google are removing Fortnite from their app stores. Here's the impact. So, why in the world would Apple and Google do that? Well, it's because Epic Games decided to implement its own in-app payments, which I guess breaks the... It's, it's breaking the game! Um, so they removed them. And then Epic Games turned around and filed a lawsuit against Apple. <laughs> this is great. I love it. I, <clears throat> I've been waiting for a shakeup like this for a, a while now. And so I love it when I see, especially these companies going at it. It's entertaining to say the least. For you, you're probably like, I just want to play my video game. But for me, from a business sense, you know, you're, you're looking at Apple. With iTunes and its app store, the 800-pound grill in the room that's been around for, like, ever. And then Google, that kind of dominates most of the other half of it. And then Epic Games just comes up out of nowhere. It's like a new uh, thing, new shiny thing that's kind of still new, still shiny. And then it went, hey, guys, check this out. Boink! And then it pokes the bear. And now everything goes all over the place. So it's great. Um... Four market watchers are weighing in on the impact. Uh, Alex Kantrowitz, founder of Big Technology, explains why Apple should back down. Quote, Apple should back down because rent collecting is bad for its business long term. So you have to decide as a business, do you want to make your money milking your asset or do you want to make your money innovating into the future? Interesting. Dan Niles Founding partner of Alpha One Capital Partners says Epic Games made the choice to feature an Apple Store. Quote, I mean, I have a lot of issues with Apple, but the charges they put on the App Store is not one of them. I mean, at the end of the day, Epic Games chose to be on a platform if those were the terms. If they didn't want to do it, they didn't have to, and they get a lot of benefit from being able to access Apple's 1.5 billion devices globally. The installed base that they have... Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook, though, the thing he's done the best by honestly managing is his relationship with Washington and his relationship with China. He's been masterful, the best CEO out there. And so I don't really think this is going to gain much traction. Um, John Scully, former Apple CEO, sees explosive growth ahead for Apple. Um, of course, why would he say that? Uh, and I'm looking at the quote, trying to determine if I actually want to read the quote or not. Um, he's basically saying iPhone ain't going anywhere. It's a powerful and integral part of our business. So think about what that means for devices. Apple's got a great runway ahead of them. It's the most competent company maybe in the world in terms of its ability to run operations and execute. I think you completely missed the bus on that one and why the lawsuit showed up. And then Jim Suva, senior tech analyst at Citi, says it's not a positive, but he does not see too much downside. It's not the first litigation. We expect that there'll be more to go. Typically, litigation is not a good thing. But when we look at it, Apple has simply innovated left, right, and center. They can continue to innovate during the recession. They continue to come out with new products. They continue to go into new markets like healthcare. We like the stock. We have a buy rating on it. This is a little bit of a distraction. It's not a positive, but simply put, it's not the first time we've seen this either. I find it um, <laughs> entertaining. I'm kind of interested in finding out the result of it. Uh if this is the first crack, if I may call it that, the first wedge into the 800-pound gorilla that is the App Store and Google, you want to know what this means if something does break somewhere? Something new will come out. See, this is the great 
part about businesses. Businesses are constantly innovating. Businesses are constantly getting better. Businesses that get too big and bloat get eaten up by the sharks that are younger, leaner, stronger, faster, and we get new things from them. So I don't see this entirely as a bad thing, but um, as a, as a good thing, I see it as being beneficial for everybody and the gamers. You, besides, you probably just want to play Fortnite, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll see how this lawsuit goes. So, um, what do you guys think? Good, bad, or otherwise? I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're watching via YouTube, be sure to let me know down in the comment section. If you're watching via the live show, let me know in chat. Otherwise, uh, we are on Twitter. We are at Tech News Gadget. All right, moving on to the next article we got lined up. Uh, yeah. Instagram apparently kept deleted photos and messages on its servers for more than a year. I love it. They kind of got caught with their hand in a cookie jar going, Oh, well, I didn't do it. Um, there's, um, I just want to preface it by saying there's been a lot of shakeups going on. Um, Instagram slash Facebook has been losing lawsuits for other various random reasons on various random dumb things um, that they should either A, win or B, not win. Uh, in some cases, they're winning cases that they shouldn't have and are losing cases they should have won. So it's it's really interesting time. I, I, I love it when they get rattled a little bit just to see how things will shake out. Um, but when you delete something from Instagram, you expect it to be gone for good. But when security researcher Seget Pakarel requested a copy of photos and direct messages from the photo sharing app, he was sent data he deleted more than a year ago, showing that the information was really never entirely removed from Instagram servers. But now Instagram is saying, well, that was due to a bug in its system that's now fixed, and he's been compensated a $6,000 bug bounty for highlighting the problem. <clears throat> As reported by TechCrunch, he discovered the bug in October last year and says it was fixed earlier this month. Um... Yeah, it was kind of interesting. We fixed the issue. We've seen no evidence of abuse. We thank the researcher for reporting this issue to us. It's not clear how widespread this issue was and whether it affected all Instagram users or only a subset, but it's certainly not an uncommon problem. Whenever we delete data from online services, there's usually a lag of some unspecified time before the data is fully removed from the site's servers. For Instagram, the company says it usually takes around 90 days to completely remove it, but security researchers have found similar issues with other services in the past, including Twitter, which retained direct messages between users for years after they were supposedly deleted. And I had to make that face because years is entertaining. Um, in this case, the problem was only exposed because uh, Pokerell had the option to download a copy of his data from Instagram. Um, and then they go on to explain more about GDPR. But I don't know why it's dumb. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it's just funny because Instagram got caught and you're supposed to delete stuff and you didn't. I mean, 90 days or a year, it's basically the same thing, right? Or is it? I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, let's move on to the next story, shall we? All right. Before we do, just want to let you guys know this show is available as a podcast. So if you're on the go, you're busy, you have other things going on, uh, but you want to listen to the show. um. Head on over to latestintechnews.com, and there you can subscribe in the podcast listening app of your choice. 
Um, we are available on all the podcast apps out there. Um, the big ones, the ones you might not know about, the little ones, we're on everything. All you got to do is search for Latest in Tech News, um, and you can subscribe, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify. Um, hit that subscribe button, hit the review button. It'd be greatly appreciated. Let's jump in. Intel Tiger Lake chips mean faster PCs with longer battery life for 2020. And there it is. And there it is. There's Intel's answer to AMD one-upping it. Intel, <laughs> look at what I can do. Um, you guys are hilarious. I, I <laughs> the the rivalry that's been going on between Intel and AMD is comical at times. Um, uh, but I do enjoy it. Uh, if you need a new laptop, you might want to hold off until later this year when Intel's newest chips are available. Tiger Lake chips promise faster speeds, better graphics, and longer battery life. Formerly called Intel's 11th generation core processors, the chips will create more realistic explosions in Call of Duty and allow for longer PowerPoint slide decks before a PC's battery drains. Intel showcased the Tiger Lake line earlier this week at its Architecture Day, along with a range of the chipmaker's other engineering feats. Intel has had a lot riding on Tiger Lake, the company's first major new chip design since last year. The Santa Clara, California chip titan has struggled over, over the past several years. Apple has begun ejecting Intel chips from Macs, while Microsoft has embraced rivals like AMD and Qualcomm. Intel stumbled, year, stumbled years late to its current chip-making process and announced another major delay in July for its next-generation manufacturing process. Um, it's just been a thing that's been happening. It, like Intel used to be like top dog. And they were top dog for years. And exactly as I'm going to refer back to the feature story, some of the littler, younger, leaner sharks came nipping at their heels and then started taking chunks away. And then Intel went, oh, shoot, um, we're way behind. Exactly, exactly. We have to innovate. We have to do better. Yes, that's exactly what you have to do. So this is kind of the result of that. And then AMD decided to top dog them. And they went, hey, look, we're top dog. No, and Intel's like, oh, not for long. See, this is why I like competition and rivalry that goes on. It's, it's, it's healthy and beneficial to improve things, to get things better, and make the consumers happier to getting more of what they want. Um, because obviously the companies are ideally trying to get you the consumer to buy the product so they will do their best and keep improving in order to do so so uh at architecture day tiger lake shared center stage with intel's new xe graphics chip technology that'll speed up basic graphics and in high-end gaming intel wouldn't share specific speed boost figures for tiger lake or xe one variation of which we built directly well, well, will be built directly into Tiger Lake, but a chart showing performance boosts set a new tone for discussions of Intel's products and prospects. And then they popped out a performance chart. Yay! So it showed Tiger Lake outpacing today's Ice Lake predecessors through a combination of improvements, including a new core chip design called Willow Cove and an updated manufacturing process now called Superfin. Uh, I feel better about its future, said Patrick Moorhead, analyst at Moore Insights and Research of uh, Intel. When it comes to chip architecture, Intel gave the world reasons to believe that it could be back on top once again. Tiger Lake chips will give PC makers the option of a chip that's faster at a given level of power consumption or that has better battery life 
for a given speed. Uh, according to Boyd Phelps, Intel's vice president of silicon engineering, for the most demanding tasks like gaming, where power consumption generally isn't a big constraint, Intel can also crank up Tiger Lake's clock speed even higher. Um, some of the other Tiger Lake abilities include built-in Thunderbolt 4, USB 4 support, uh, a new security protection called CET, or Control Flow Enforcement Technology, better AI circuitry for voice control, and speech-to-text conversion and support for more and higher resolution displays. Um, and then, I'm planning on coming out with more after that, but yeah. Yay, finally something new. So for those of you who are like, yeah, I've always wanted to buy Intel, well, just hold off a little bit, and you can get the new chips, and then you can have fun um, with the longer battery life that you can get from it or uh, or boost to your gaming. So you're welcome. And it was all thanks to AMD. See, I knew it. <sighs> Wait, what was that? Oh, we got a new the next article. I was I was gloating in the fact that AMD was finally on top, and then it had to cut me off. Sorry. Um... Can you tell I'm a little bit of an AMD fan? I kind of always have been, uh, and my computers have always run AMD. Uh, I'm a little bit biased towards AMD, but that's besides the point. Um, Marvel's Avengers team addresses enemy repetitiveness in beta. So, for those of you who don't know, there's a Marvel game coming out, Marvel's Avengers, uh, very soon. It's currently in beta. They're opening it up to another beta period. This time available to PS4, Xbox One, and PC players. And I already have a problem. What is that problem? What could possibly be wrong? The graphics are great. The fighting's great. The action items are great. The superpowers are great. You do wombo combos. The super uber duper combos are awesome. You're just like punching, beating people up. Well, the problem is, is that the enemies are um, boring and repetitive. Seems like, oh, I've heard of this in other problems with other games in the past. I don't know where I could have possibly heard this, but uh, PlayStation players will have their second go-around with the beta, while this will be the first time for Xbox and PC players. But regardless of which console you play on, well, you may notice a few things after toying around with it for a bit. One of those is the enemy selection, which at this point largely consists of robotic aim droids and mechs, with the occasional boss fighter agent thrown into the mix. Some have been worried that this means the entire game will consist of these rather faceless drones, but in a new interview, it's in beta, guys. They haven't shown you the good stuff yet. Why would they? So they decide to uh, complain. Uh, so then the lead combat designer, Vince Napoli, tried to put these fears to rest. Quote, while in the beta, you're level limited, and the way enemies work is that we introduce them by both the region, the space you're in, and the level as well, so that at the higher power levels, you're not seeing the same enemies again. We didn't want that to be the effect, so very consciously, we ungate them by tier, so you're basically seeing everything that is under the gated tier. The power cap is only 45 for the beta, so you're basically seeing enemies up to that cap. Basically. When asked if we can expect more variety in the game, Napoli said, for sure. And that's good news, as there are quite a few robotic enemies in the beta, and it would be a shame if the full game just featured these nameless and personalityless robots throughout the entire game. It, it, that wasn't going to be the point, anyways. Sure, AIM is enemy here, but the same enemies over and over would surely get old. But I don't expect them to <laughs> actually go through with it. I mean, that'd be a running joke. That'd be hilarious. Like, oh yeah, we told you we wouldn't, and we did. <laughs> Got you! Um... The official description for Marvel's Avengers below uh, 
in the article says Marvel's Avengers is an ambitious game starting with a global high stakes race to reassemble and rebuild the Avengers, but that's just the beginning. To ensure a continuing heroic experience for all players, the narrative of Marvel's Avengers expands and threats escalate which with each new post-release superhero, region, and story arc delivered to players at no additional cost once they own the core game. For those interested, Marvel's Avengers hits PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Stadia on September 4th, 2020. So, um, otherwise you can hop into beta. Let's open up a little bit more and uh, have fun, but keep in mind it is level-capped. So you can have your fun, you can test it out, get a little taste of it, uh, but the actual game is dropping September 4th. Alright, moving on to my current favorite game, uh, Call of Duty. Um, and if you're uh, trying to wonder, hey, do you got any video to go along with this, so, like pictures or graphics or whatever? Because the way that you're talking about this show, you're like, it sounds like you're showing something or reading something. Why, yes, I am. And if you're uh, watching the live show on Twitch, TV slash Tech News Gadget or YouTube.com forward slash Tech News Gadget, you can watch the show in all its visual goodness, me included. Um, okay, I'm going to stop right there. I'm just going to jump right into the uh, article, shall we? Can you tell it's been a long week? Looking forward to the weekend. It's Friday. But Call of Duty 2020 teaser site updates with Cold War references and a code to unlock a door in Warzone. Keep in mind, the next teaser takes place tomorrow, August 15th. Now, while the official reveal of Call of Duty 2020 has yet to happen, its teaser site now features Cold War references, a hint of things to come, and even a code that unlocks, get this, a door in Call of Duty Warzone. What is this door? Where is it? What are the numbers? <laughs> we got all those juicy details in this article. If you head on over to pawntakespawn.com slash TV, you'll be greeted by an old television set. VCR, phone, chess piece, and computer. If you're wondering, the videos here, um, if you're like, oh, I need to show notes, uh, technewsgadget.net. Uh, and then you could just click on the article, you can click on a link, it'll take you there. The TV displays static, but if you click on the VHS tape above the VCR with 1961-62 written on it, a video appears on the screen with real-life footage of JFK, the space race, the civil rights movement, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Lao Crisis, and more. As the video continues to play, certain numbers will flash on the screen, including 37, 25, and 48. Additionally, the VCR will occasionally flash to text WZ-H6-4928516-3. At Charlie Intel on Twitter followed these developing teases closely, and it was discovered that the H6 in the above code was a reference to the farmland location in Call of Duty Warzone. Players, including Procedural's Key, use the code from the VCR, that being 49285163 on a door in Farmhouse that had a keypad, and it hid a secret room with further clues. <gasps> Where did it go? Oh. Well, let's find out. Here it is. He found it. He found a knife. Punching in the numbers. Where is it going? Where is it going? Let's take a look. 
The door opens. <sighs> awesome! And that's all I can show. <laughs> I know I mean, but uh, this is... I can't. I can only show so much. Um, some of the documents found in the room include a list of chemical components and, or com chemical compounds. Sorry, and references to Venona, which was a U.S. counterintelligence program that helped decrypt messages from the Soviet Union. There are five by five matrices that were used to decipher these codes, and they make reference to other war zone locations, including quarry, born, boneyard, and prison. Furthermore, two code words, Zephyr and Trident, were written on two of the documents. And if you're wondering, do we have the documents? Yes, they are right here. Below the TV, there is a sticky note that has Tangled Web and EMC2 written on it. And if you go to those associated pages, uh, it takes you to two other pages with even more info. And it's interesting. Know your history. It has been revealed. The rest of the document has been redacted. All we got on that one is day two. There are four more redacted lines, possibly stating that we'll be getting a new clue every day until a potential reveal, possibly of Call of Duty 2020 on Wednesday, August 19th. No way. No way. I'm looking at this on the article. Um, interesting. 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 Um, while we officially are still wondering what in the world is going to be going on with Call of Duty 2020, we do know one thing. It is being developed by Treyarch and Raven Software and will integrate with Call of Duty Warzone. So we'll see what happens. What do you guys think? What are these clues? What are they trying to tell us? Where is this going to go? What kind of information can we be expecting out of this? I don't even know. So um, let me know your best rumors, theories, thoughts, ideas. Um, looking forward to it. Moving on. All right. Our last article for today is about uh, a new video game by Rocksteady called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I will be... Um, what? Oh, I didn't read the article. <laughs> Oh, I was supposed to... Gotham Knights is confirmed too? Wow. This is a good day in news. At least for gaming. Um, let's dig in, shall we? Uh, Destructoid says that the pieces are falling into place all haphazard and chaotically. That's exactly how Joker and his band of misfit criminals would want it. A detailed schedule for the upcoming DC Fandom has stolen some of the thunder from Rocksteady's August 22nd reveal of its new Suicide Squad game. Now we know the game is officially titled Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, an unlikely subtitle, but one that makes Rocksteady's next effort all the more intriguing. Rocksteady's panel is being hosted by Will Arnett, which is an interesting choice to lead the discussion. There's some history there, as Arnett has voiced Batman in Lego films, what no way. But that's not the extent of WB's fandom game reveals. WB Montreal's next game will also be announced there, meaning that it's definitely DC Comics related. This project has leaked over the course of the past couple months, and is most likely going to be called 
Gotham Knights. This is evidently another Batman game. WB Montreal was the studio responsible for Arkham Origins, remember, which was the fourth and kind of forgotten about, I still enjoyed it, game among Rocksteady's Arkham Trilogy. Really, though, this is all just confirmation of the rumors that have been swirling since June. It seems as though all these leaks have been spot on. In eight days, we'll learn more than just the premise and the branding. We'll actually see the near future of DC Comics video games all in one place. So, you guys looking forward to it? I don't know. I'm kind of interested. I want to see what happens with Gotham Knights. And uh, I'm actually now interested in finding out what is the Suicide Squad kill the justice league all about do they have a teaser trailer um are you gonna get like an official trailer is there gonna be a story multiplayer what's going on i don't know be awesome i'd love to know um if you have any news let me know um and i could let everybody else know but uh i'll make sure to keep an eye on this and circle back and let you guys know uh what the updates are if you're interested do let me know um if you're not it's too bad you're gonna hear about it regardless because i'm interested in it and uh (laughs) keep in mind the latest in tech news is a show that uh kind of shares the latest tech gaming gadget news that's of interest to me and then generally at interest at large to everybody else tuning in but i am always interested in hearing what you guys think and want to know about and want to be updated about so uh, please let me know by leaving a review on the show if you're listening via the podcast uh by letting me know in the comments via youtube uh, or on twitter you're at tech news gadget and with that being said that wraps up this episode of the latest in tech news thanks for tuning in new episodes every weekday and being that today's friday well you'll have to wait until monday to hear the latest our show can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode and you're watching via YouTube, let us know by clicking that like button and by leaving a comment. Also, double check that you're subscribed or following us so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor American. Remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much keeping awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>